the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Come on, say, turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. Overflow. Turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. We cannot contain. Welcome to Beyond the Veil, a ministry of Dayspring Chapel. Arise, shine, and excel. Located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. As Luke chapter 1, verse 78 and 79 tells us, According to the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the path of peace. Now, let's listen in to today's message from Pastor David Oluwadara. Matthew 5. 44 to 45, but I said to you, love your enemies. Wow, this is not just anybody. Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That you may be sons of your father in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. And sends rain on the just and the unjust. Wow. That is, that is revolutionary. Love your enemies. That's, that's radical. In a good sense. That's, that's very, very different. Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Some Christians don't know that actually. There are many Christians that pray in these, these days. That they, they pray night and day. They pray with fasting. And all they are about is cursing their enemies in their prayers. And when they are praying, they don't have the devil per se in mind. They have their, maybe somebody that, you know, in the family or somebody, um, a friend or whatever, that seems to be their enemy. They have their brother-in-law, their sister-in-law, their mother-in-law in mind when they are praying. And they are directing their prayers to those people. And they are cursing them by their prayers. They are saying, you know, jump up and die. You know, many, many Christians around the world, especially in Africa, pray those kind of prayers. And they pray these around the clock. You know, they pray that their enemies die. Of course, devil is not going to die. So they are talking about their mother-in-law, their, their sister-in-law, their stepmother, their stepfather, you know, and they think that those are their enemies. The scripture says, your fight, your battle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against people. It's against principalities and powers. So Jesus Christ says, love your enemies. Those your enemies, they are not really your enemies. Your enemies are the demons and the devils. Love your enemies. Bless, bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. 
and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Wow, that is radical. This is not a piece of cake, you know. These are serious matters in human relationships. Wow, to love your enemy, that's not cheap. That's not a, no, that's not a small thing. To bless those who curse you, that's not a small thing. How can you love someone who hurts you and continues to hurt you? How can you not be angry? How can you not be angry and stay angry with someone who goes about speaking and spreading lies about you? In Luke 17, 3 to 5, Jesus Christ said to his disciples, Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. Now, even if he doesn't repent, even if he doesn't repent, forgive him. I hope you understand that's, that's also there. Even if he doesn't repent, forgive him. You still have to forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day he returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive me. He says, forgive him. And it, when the apostles heard this, they were really, really amazed. Like, wow, that's, how, can, how can I do that? How can any man do that? Lord, how can we do that? And it says in verse 5, they said, increase our faith. They prayed to Jesus and said, increase our faith. Lord, make us stronger so that we can do this. This is tough. This is not a piece of cake. To forgive those who hurt you, those who spitefully use you, to even bless them, to love them, that's not a piece of cake. If you don't follow faith in your relationships, you will follow your feelings. You will walk by your flesh. So in your relationships, follow faith, not feelings. Yes, you will feel bad. You will not feel good if somebody is hurting you. You will feel really bad. You're not going to feel good. Somebody is spreading lies about you. You're not going to feel good. But the Spirit of God is not... Appealing to your feelings. The Spirit of God is not, you know, appealing to your, your senses. The, the Spirit of God is appealing to your faith. So the Word of God is saying, walk by faith, not by sight, not by your feelings. Though you walk in the flesh, do not deal according to your flesh. Do not deal according to your feelings. Follow faith. Follow the word of God. What does the word of God say? This is exactly what the word of God says to us in Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the old armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the old armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. Now, you're going to understand this scripture better when you look at the previous verses and the previous chapters. In fact, if you look at... I believe chapter 2, there is also Ephesians. If you look at chapter 2, verse 11, you have 
a description of a relationship there, a relationship that was not easy, a relationship that was really rough, a relationship between the Jews and the Gentiles. It says in Ephesians 2, 11, Therefore remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called on circumcision by what is called the circumcision in the flesh, that at that time you are without Christ, being aliens from the common word of Israel, strangers from the covenants of, the, of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Basically, this is saying to the Gentiles, before you are not in the commonwealth, you are not in the goodness of in the you are not in the company of those who are called the children of God. You are not included. In fact, they gave you names. In fact, they call you things. But now Christ has brought you near. And Christ has not just brought you near, if you look at verse 14, for he himself, Jesus, is our peace. He has brought you near. He has also made you to be at peace in his family. He has brought you to the same family. He has made both one. He has made the Jews and the Gentiles one. That's a powerful one right there. That's a powerful thing. You know what the scripture says about husband and wife? say, the two are now one. The two are now one. In fact, the scripture also talks about our relationships in Christ. That we are all one bread. We are all one bread. All one family. All one body. The body of Christ. Jesus has broken down the middle wall of partition. The middle wall of separation. Verse 15 says, Having abolished in his flesh the enmity. May the Lord abolish the enmity. In the world, in the name of Jesus, amen. May the Lord abolish the enmity between you and another person that you're supposed to have a good relationship with, but you are not having a good relationship with them because there is enmity. There is something that the devil has put there and doesn't want it to, to doesn't want you to have a good relationship. May the Lord abolish that enmity in the name of Jesus. So that is the first relationship there that you know was not so good but jesus began to reconcile the relationships among the jews or between the jews and the gentiles and if you no know, the scripture also talks about many other relationships but some specific ones later in chapter 5 in chapter 5 verse 22 chapter 5 verse 22 it talks about the relationship between wives and husbands that also has a potential to be contentious if you are not careful of course the devil is attacking it so if you walk in the flesh if you follow your flesh if you follow your feelings you're going to get in trouble with that you're not going to have a good relationship with your husband or you're not going to have a good relationship with your wife so the scripture is saying for you for there to be a good relationship there are some things to that you need to put in consideration. Then the Holy Spirit goes on to verse to chapter 6 verse 1. Another potentially contentious relationship between parents and children. Potentially contentious. Then uh, look at the relationships between bond servants or between servants and masters. That's another potentially 
contentious one. Then in verse 10, Ephesians 16, say, finally, finally, if these relationships are going to be good, this is my instruction. This is my injunction to you. My brethren, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Let your faith increase. The disciple says, Jesus, increase our faith. How can we forgive somebody that continues to offend us, that continues to offend us, that continues to, to hurt us? How can we continue to, to forgive that person? How can you continue to forgive that How can you love your enemies? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You've got to be strong. If you are not strong in the Lord, no, 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 it's not going to be possible. If you are not strong in the Lord, you're not going to have a good marriage as a Christian. If you are not strong in the Lord, you're not going to have good relationships that God intends for you to have so that you can fulfill his purpose on earth. So the Spirit of the Lord says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the old armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, against the schemes of the devil, against the strategies of the devil, against the, the, the craftiness of the devil. Because the devil is very crafty. Because the devil will hide behind the scene. You will not know that it's the devil. And he will turn your brother against you. For the scripture says that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. That accuses the brethren or the brothers, brothers and sisters in God to God every day. So Satan accuses, you know, the children of God to God every day, constantly. But Satan is not just the accuser of the brethren to God. He's also the accuser of brethren to brethren or brothers to brothers. Sisters to sisters. Satan accuses you to your friend. And put some thoughts in the mind of your friend. And your friend begins to think that, oh, I know why she didn't call me. Oh, I know why she forgot my birthday. Oh, yes, yes, I know, I know. Oh, wow. Some thoughts begin to come up in your mind. Some feelings begin to come up. And the devil is the one putting all those things there to scatter your relationships. You begin to imagine things. You begin to think things. You begin to feel things. And the scripture is saying, be strong in the Lord. So that you will know that the devil is the one working these things. Due to public health concerns, all services are being held online. Please visit dayspringchapelboston.org for updates and more service information. Don't forget to also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at dayspringchapelboston. We hope you have been blessed by today's broadcast. Come worship with us at Dayspring Chapel, located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Again, that's 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Sunday worship is at 1 p.m., Bible study and prayers on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. You may contact Pastor David for prayers or counseling at 857-266-0778. Again, that's 857-266-0778. Until tomorrow at this same time, Monday through Friday, arise, shine, and excel.